0: Today, let's talk about what seven-figure course creators do differently. I've gathered some of their secrets together for you, and I can't wait to share them with you in this episode. So let's get to it. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now here's your host, Julie Hood. Hey, hey, so glad you are here for episode 110, and this is going to be such a fun episode because I have been really blessed to get to work with some incredible creators through the years and see their teams and kind of work behind the scenes to see what they've been doing as they launch, as they sell their courses, as they build their audiences, So today I gathered some of their secrets, some of their strategies, and I thought I would share them with you. But before we jump into that, I wanted to tell you, I decided, since you are an amazing podcast listener, I wanted to give you some specials that are not going to go into my email newsletter. This is strictly for you as a podcast listener. So if you need help creating your course, I've got a DIY version of my 24-hour course creator program, and you can get $200 off when you use the coupon code podcast. And then you can also imply, apply <laughs> the investment against the next live session that we do. So I've got the link in the show notes, coursecreatorshq.com slash 24 podcast and use coupon code podcast and that will take you to save $200 off the 24-hour course creator program and if you are needing more help selling your course if you've already got it created I want you to really think about joining round four of our course profits accelerator program because right now you can jump in, you can get an extra month because it's running through a March of 2023. And you can save a hundred dollars. Like I am really trying to make this irresistible for you. So the links in the show notes, but you can also go to coursecreatorshq.com slash CPA podcast for Course Profits Accelerator Podcast, CPA podcast, and then use that coupon code podcast and that will save you a hundred dollars. Plus you get an extra month. So all this is in the show notes at course creators hq.com slash one. 10. So I hope you are able to jump in because these are offers I don't make all of the time, but I really wanted to recognize you and thank you for being a listener. So you get special offers that not everyone else gets. (laughs) Okay, so let's jump in to how these course creators are getting to seven figures. So it's been an incredible education for me to see how they manage their businesses, how they sell their courses, and just some of the things they do that surprised me. Honestly, I will tell you a couple of these things really surprised me. But um, I- I'm excited because you get to hear some of these things now, even if you're at the beginning of the the journey. And the f- the first thing I want to mention here is... If you're not at seven figures yet, I'm not considering this like a big to-do list that you're supposed to go jump in and do all of these things right this minute. I want this to be more of your long-term vision of where you're going to get to. So as you grow your business, as you scale, These are some of the targets that you can aim for. But I'm not saying that you need to be doing all of this today and you probably can't even because as they grow, they have more capital to invest in some of these things. But I do want you to start thinking about them. So you can do parts and pieces and figure out what's my next step because that's how you scale. That's how you get from where you are today to where you are in the future and getting to this higher sales levels. The other thing is, I don't wanna imply that every seven-figure course seller is doing all of these tasks. There are lots and lots of paths to making a lot of sales and so this is just a list of some of the things that I have seen From the folks that I have worked with so feel free if you're going through this and you're like oh my goodness you know um, this isn't the right fit because I can't do all of these tasks or I don't want to do all these tasks like there could be some things on here that you don't want to do and that doesn't mean you can't be super successful I'm I'm not saying you have to do all of these I'm just wanted to give you a little bit of food for thought today so as we're going forward Okay, part of the fun actually in in building your business is that you're working through how do I do this? Like, how do I go from where I am today? How do I scale? How do I take the capital that I have today? What's the best way to apply it and use it and you know, should I be reinvesting my profits or not? Or where should I be doing it? So this is actually a big part of what we talk about in Course Profits Accelerator. That's my six month um, program to coach you through this because I have this blueprint where I've sat down and I mapped out the pieces for my students depending on where they're at. It's like a checklist of do this first, do this second, do this third, and this Other list of things is for the second stage or the third stage. And so it's been really helpful in pointing people in the right direction so they know what they should be working on and what to save for later. So, okay. So what are these seven figure sellers actually doing that helps them get so far ahead? So one thing is they have a really big email list. So let me repeat that a really big email list. <laughs> so what ends up happening is whenever they send out their promotions, they get it in front of a lot of people. You know, and and you know, some of them I've talked about, you know, may have 150,000 people on their list, 200,000 people on their list. But this is not something that they created overnight. This a lot of times takes years to build this email list. So wherever you're at at the moment, just get started, get going. Know that you probably do need that email list in order to get to the level of sales if if you're aiming for seven figure sales. The second thing they do is they have lots of different lead magnets. And lead magnets are the things that you share for free to help build that email list. And so they don't just have one that they're sharing. They have a bunch of different ones that they are working on, that they create, that they then share out In lots of different places so that's number three is having a lot of different traffic sources so they aren't just using one traffic source to get to these seven figures they are on the hunt for finding their people every way they can (laughs) so your assignment then is to Get that first lead magnet going if you don't have that yet and then once you do, start paying attention to the questions your audience is asking at different stages and create some more lead magnets. Right now I have about four or five that I share regularly and then I've got a whole bunch more in mind that I need to get created so that I can be sharing them out in very strategic, very specific situations. So same thing for you, get those lead magnets and start figuring out some of the different traffic sources that you like to use. So that's number three is lots of traffic sources. And then number four is they have a bunch of joint venture partners So these are people who promote them, who they partner with, who share their stuff. And it's part of how they build that big email list. It's one of their main traffic sources. And it's even better when these partners all have big email lists too. (laughs) So you can see how this works is you get a partner with a list of 150,000 people and they share the lead magnet and you get a bunch of people opting in that are interested in what you are doing. It's a great way to help build your list. And so the secondary piece of this is once they are at the seven figure or higher, they can then hire a specific joint venture manager or maybe even a full team of joint venture people to help pull all this together to help connect and find these partners to do a big launch and all the materials and all the information that's involved in doing a launch. So not something you maybe have right now, but something to think about long-term is where can I add joint ventures to my process and where at some point can I start thinking about having a manager who's helping with doing all of the stuff to do with joint ventures and, and connecting with partners and emailing them and talking to them and sending them materials. All of that wonderful stuff um, usually happens for the seven figure uh, sellers that I've connected with. Okay. Number five is that they have created evergreen funnels to sell their products. So yes, they do big launches. Yes, they get all of their partners together to help promote when they do a specific launch, but they also have evergreen funnels in place so that whenever someone signs up for a lead magnet, then they get some emails that share the details about their products and and do little promotions for them. So it's not just the launches, it's also these evergreen funnels that bring in some of their revenue. Okay, next thing is that they're willing to spend money to get leads. So there's lots of different ways you can do this. You know, maybe it's Facebook ads, maybe it's buying solo ads, maybe it's paying for promotion. There's just lots and lots of ways to do this. But when you get to a certain point, if you wanna keep growing, you are gonna have to spend money to get leads. So that's another piece of the puzzle when you get to seven figures. Number seven is they use upsells and downsells to boost their profits. So let me explain what this means. So there may be a a promotion that they're doing, they have a specific product, and then once you sign on and you decide, hey, I want to buy that product, then they give you an offer for something else that you could add on, because once you get someone in that stage where they're buying, it's a little bit easier to say, hey, by the way, wouldn't you like to have this too? So you could have, that's what an upsell is called. And then the downsell piece of it is where someone doesn't sign up. And what happens is they get an offer, maybe at a cheaper price, or uh, if it's one piece of the puzzle to get them started at a cheaper price. So those are the ones I like better. I don't just like the random, hey, let's discount our pricing and put it as a down sell. Because then your audience starts expecting that all the time. What's better is to say, okay, you don't want this full all 10 lessons, but I will give you the first lesson at this price so you can test it out and see if you want the full thing. So one of my clients did that, and they had added like 17% of their revenue just from these upsells and downsells and catching people who were not quite ready to buy the full thing. So keep that in mind as you're moving forward. Number eight is that they really, really watch their results and their numbers, and even more advanced is they will do tracking all the way from when someone signs up on their list all the way to that sale. So it's not something that um, you may not have a system set up to do this for you right now, depending on how your system works and especially connecting the dots between when somebody signs up and when they actually purchase. That's kind of an advanced step, but at a minimum, get started with some kind of tracking. Track your emails and see how well are they performing? How many clicks do I get? How many opens do I get? Notice your sales and try to get some kinds of tracking of, Where are people buying from? Why did uh, this specific promotion work better than this other one? Just start looking at numbers and you can always add in and refine and improve, but start looking at those numbers because if you aren't, you're missing the boat on where you can make improvements and what's actually working really well for you. And then number nine, and this is probably my favorite one, and this is the one that surprised me, and that is they're constantly trying out new things, new products, new offers, and seeing how they perform. And this is the surprising part. They're okay with it when they flop. (laughs) So even though they are seven figure sellers, even though they're at this level where they can make a lot of revenue, they still release something, make an offer, and it bombs (laughs) and they are okay with that. They're at a point where they know that that happens and it doesn't devastate them. The way it can sometimes happen, I will say, with new creators. You know, they release something that they don't have a big audience yet. And then because it doesn't do very well, mostly because it hasn't gotten in front of enough people, they only get a few people and it it just kind of loses momentum for them. So I don't want you to do that. Take this final one as if this is the only thing that you pull out from this episode, I want you to take this and that's constantly trying new things and being okay if something flops because you're just gonna try something else. Change up the offer, change it, change up the product, change, change up something and see if it works a little bit better. So I hope this was an interesting episode for you to kind of get behind the scenes and see, you know, What exactly helps somebody get to those higher levels of revenue and profits? What is it they're doing? So take a couple things from this episode and start moving your business forward, making some improvements, changing up some things, making some more offers, and eventually, hopefully, you'll be at that seven-figure level too. I would love to hear that for everyone who's listening to this podcast. So thanks for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget that podcast coupon code just for you. So check out the show notes at CourseCreatorsHQ.com slash 110 and I've got all the details. So thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following and subscribing. Thank you for reviewing. I really appreciate you and I hope you're having a fantastic week. Talk to you on the next episode.